It's the Perry and Shauna podcast on the real life journey with you, reminding you that you are Abba's beloved child and that Jesus has called you into his massive mission to heal the world. So Sunday morning, kind of cool. I show up at church. Um, we have the worship part of the service, and then um, then there's an offering time, and and our worship band plays a song and leads us in worship during that offering time, and then we have a message. Well, right in the middle of the service, I excuse myself to go to the ladies' room, and the Lord spoke to me. And this is what he said. And and I and let me just tell you what happened. Let me break that down because I think sometimes we you know people say the words the Lord spoke to me and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what? How did that happen? So I I immediately had a thought that interrupted my own thinking. It was other. It was not along anything that I was thinking at the moment, and it just interrupted what I was thinking. It wasn't my own, and I've just come to know this as the voice of God. And this is what he said. You've kept others at arm's length because you've been hurt. That season is over. That was it. That was the end of what God said to me. And I thought, well, that's good news. I was excited to head back into church. And, you know, we'll talk about that later, Lord, but I'm excited about that. Um, So when it comes to hearing from God, I think we all want some kind of quick fix. It's, It's like, What's the pill that I can take that will give me a six-pack abs? I want that pill. I'll take it every single day. You know, just swallow it down, go about my day, eating my Oreos and my fried foods, and showing up with a six-pack. I can tell you, it's taken me a long time. (laughs) To get that six-pack? It's it's not an overnight thing. little can of paint. (laughs) Just kind of paint that thing on there. Yeah, no, it's... It, obviously, if you want to, if you want six pack abs, you're going to have to work your abs, and you're probably actually going to have to work your whole body, and you're probably going to have to change your diet. And I mean, there are things about your life that you'll need to shift and adjust. And for me, that's what hearing God's voices look like. There have been things in my life that I have had to shift and adjust to hear from God. I've got a two pack. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. So, anyways, this is how I have learned to hear from God. It's pretty simple. When I was for over 40 years now, I've had a daily practice of reading God's word. And it's, you know, you don't get any streaks, you don't get any points, for, but you get changed. You right. get to learn to hear the voice of God. And that's it. man, that's worth it right there. So when I read the word, I have two things going on. I got the, my Bible and I've got my journal. And I start with just a blank page in my journal. I write the date and then I write Good morning, Father. You know, what do you want me to know today? What do you want to say to me today? Mm -hmm. And then I enter into the Bible, not to know about God or as something that I do for God, but with him to discover him and and to be together with him. So as I'm reading and I have a plan, I I actually am going to do the Bible in a year next year. So if you're interested in doing reading through the Bible in a year, I'm starting on January 1 and I'm doing a lot of traveling in the month of January. So it's going to be a challenging right out the gate. It's going to be challenging. But if you want to do that with me, I'd love to have you join me. Just text me at 800-968-8930 and I'll let you know what I'm stepping into and we can do it together next year. But so I I follow a plan because I want to read all of the Bible. I don't want to just be familiar with the Gospels. I want to know Old Testament, New Testament. I think everything that God has to say to me is worth hearing. So I want to read the whole thing. So I dive into my plan for the day. And if something grabs my attention, it just seems interesting to me. I'll just stop real quick and jot it in my journal under where I ask God, what do you want to say to me? 
And then I go back to my reading. And then when I'm done with, and I'll do that maybe three times, four times, however many. And then when I'm done with the reading, I go back to my journal and I look at the things that I wrote down and I get curious about those things. Like, God, what do you want me to know about these things? How do these things make me feel? What, what do I think about the stuff that I wrote down? And, and I invite God to interrupt my thoughts and to put his thoughts in, in my head, in my heart f- about what I read. And you've been doing this for how long? For, it'll be 40 years in December. Do you have all your journals from 40 years? I do. So you really could have the Shauna Byer study Bible. <laughs> you really could. I could. It would be a mess to put it together. I have so many journals and I keep them next to my bedside table. So literally like they're just stacked up all over the place. When you give a gift of $100, we'll send you <laughs> Shauna Byer's study Bible. <laughs> Oh, you're hilarious. Okay, so hearing God's voice, this is just a practice that I use. And here's the thing. The more that you, if you want to know what God has to say, open up his word. He has spoken and he continues to speak through his written word. And as I've had this practice, what I found happening is I... I'm more aware of God's practice or God's presence throughout my day. And the more I'm aware of his presence throughout my day, whatever I'm doing, it doesn't have to be something spiritual. It can be something very, very secular that I'm doing. I can be doing laundry and aware of God's presence. Um, As I'm aware of his presence, I talk to him more. And as I talk to him more, he talks to me more. And his thoughts will just interrupt me when I'm walking down the hall at church, right? And, Mm -hmm. And speak to me in that moment. And, and we can, because God's thoughts or God speaks in our thoughts, I think sometimes we get confused. Like, is this me? Is this not me? Well, write it down. If you feel like God has just spoken to you, jot it down. I think it's worthy of, you know, putting to paper if you feel like the God of the universe just said something to you. So go ahead and jot it down. You might even want to bring it to somebody who you know regularly hears from the Lord and regularly reads their Bible and say, does this sound like God? Am I off here? Yeah, I like that. I like that, that you... If you're not sure, you know, just trusted friends can help you get clarity on that. That's really good. And I would also be careful to not be careful, but just write down what you think God said. For instance, back in my story, right? I heard God speak on Sunday and this is what God said. You've kept others at arm's length because you've been hurt. That season is over. That's all I heard the Lord say. So jot that down. Now, having sat with that and thought about that, here's some things that come back to mind for me. Um, this sounds like God. I feel released to love other people rather than protect my heart. I feel like that's that's a good word. That sounds like things that God said in the Bible, things that he said about forgiveness, things that he said about loving other people, loving people who hurt you, loving your enemies, praying for your enemies. Like this falls in line with God's will for my life. Yeah, and that's really important that when we hear from the Lord through our thoughts, it's always going to line up with scripture. It's not going to contradict scripture. That's where getting into God's word and understanding when God speaks to you, when it's not scripture and verse, that's where the discernment comes, right? I'm in God's word anyway, so I know what what God's voice sounds like. I know the kinds of things that he says, and it makes it easier to discern. Because I have a friend right now who thinks God doesn't want him to eat. Oh, no. That's not good. Yeah. So... We can really get off track. Yeah, we can get off track. And so Uh, being in God's word matters. Being with Christian community, other people who are pursuing the heart of God matters. Yeah. And that's an extreme example. Yeah. But it does, it can get that far off. But we can, his, 
his sheep know his voice. Mm-hmm. We learn That's to know it. his voice. That's it. John 10, he, his sheep hear his voice. And here's the thing. You know what that scripture says, Perry? They hear my voice and they follow me. So yeah, when you've heard from God, do what he said. The God of the universe loves you and he speaks. He speaks to you. So let's listen. A week ago Sunday, I saw a friend at church and I asked him how he was doing. And he said, I've been better. And the look on his face was not good. Mm. Then he went on to tell me that he has stage three colon cancer. Young guy, Mm. probably 30. I don't know. Then a few days later, I heard about another friend, a person who's been on this show. They have stage four colon cancer. Another young person. Then on Tuesday, got a call from my dad. I had just talked with him a few minutes earlier, and he said, Perry, I think I broke my hip. The ambulance is coming. Oh, my goodness. And dad did fracture his hip. Please pray for him. A few minutes later, I saw a text pop up on my screen, and another friend of mine from St. Agnes has pancreatic cancer. Mm. And I'm thinking, what's up? Right? Like it's raining bad news. Yeah. Sally Lloyd-Jones says in Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing, does it ever seem to you that nothing in your life is right? When things go wrong, God knows we might start to wonder, do you care about me? Mm. Can you do anything about it anyway? So God makes you this promise to hold on to, a life raft for his children in a storm. I'm not hurting you. I have a good plan for you and a bright future for you. I am planning unending good for you Mm. in your life. Things may get really dark, but God is always up to something big, always up to something good. As he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Here's the thing about every person I mentioned who's going through it right now. And you too. They're all Jesus followers. Each one of them trusts and follows Jesus Christ. And only in Jesus are we promised a hope in a future. Mm -hmm. And only in Jesus, listen to this, not even death can get in the way of the hope and the future that he's promised. Hmm. You know, when you talked about just, (laughs) I mentioned raining bad news, like bad news coming all around you. And then you brought out the beauty. I could not help but go back to my drive on Saturday morning. Drive into Muskegon. It's dark. It's raining. It's it's dawn. Um, I'm driving through this rainstorm, and but the golden sun is rising, and it's making all the colors of the trees just come alive. I mean, it just I can't even put into words. It was otherworldly. And then, and then. There was a rainbow, a complete rainbow. And I thought, I'm driving through the storm. (laughs) I'm driving through the storm at the beginning of the day. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, we're just getting started and already there's a storm, right? And I can't not see the beauty of God all around me Mm. and then be reminded of his promises in the midst. Yeah. Yeah. In the darkness, the beauty is always there and it's cool to see the beauty in the midst of it. But even when we don't see it. We know the beauty is there, the beauty Mm -hmm. of God's promise. You know, and I have no doubt, all these people I've mentioned, and even you, if you're going through something, I have no doubt that the Lord's going to heal some of these, maybe all of them, and they're going to live a long life here on this good earth. May it be so. Yeah, I have no doubt, because God is a healer. 
But like my dad said to me on Tuesday, this is what Pops said. He said, with such confidence and joy on his face, he said, if me breaking my hip is the way that God's going to take me to heaven, then that's just going to be the way it goes down. Oh, wow. That's faith. It is. Confidence that God is good. He is who he says he is, and he'll do what he said he will do. It's just going to be the way it goes down, Pop said. But mm. he came through surgery. He's doing well. They want him to walk today, trying to get him to walk today. Wow, praise but, God. That's awesome. But it's so awesome that no matter what in Jesus Christ, make no mistake about it, we have a hope and a future. I just have this thought right now. Do you have that kind of confidence in the storm that you're going through right now? Do you have the confidence of pop? Mm -hmm. Pops. (laughs) Of pops, right? That no matter how it goes down, you know that you're held in, in God's hands. I'm about to drop a truth bomb. Are you ready for it? Sure. Okay. God speaks. He speaks. God speaks. The God of the universe speaks. Now listen, this one's going to rock your world. He speaks to you. Yes, you. Say God speaks and then stop. Okay. Oh, I know what you're about to do. Okay, Perry's at the board. He's got all the buttons at his fingertips. Here we go. You ready? Yep. God speaks. There you go. Mic drop right there. (laughs) God speaks to you because he loves you, because he wants a relationship with you, and relationships are built on communication talking, listening, speaking. The God of the universe created you for a relationship. So he's not going to create you for a relationship and then not communicate with you. I mean, that just makes sense, right? So here's the thing. If, you, if you're thinking, yeah, but Shauna, I don't hear from God. If you want to hear from God, I think the first, the first uh, prerequisite or qualification to hearing God's voice is for you to want to hear from God. So if you want to hear God speak, you're already on the road. Sure. You're in a good place. You will seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's Jeremiah 29. And then come near to God and he will come near to you from James 4. So if you want to hear God speak, you just need to want to hear God speak. But here's another thing that you can do. You can quiet yourself and listen. And that means stop talking. I think a lot of times we show up in prayer, we've got our list and we kind of just, we say all the things and we don't stop and just listen. And God's not going to battle the noise of the world. So the more that you turn up the world's volume, the harder it's going to be for you to hear the voice of God. Elijah in scripture, right, heard God in a whisper. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord's about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? God spoke in a whisper. So if you want to hear God speak, you need to quiet yourself and you need to listen and you need to be in the word of God. God speaks. He has spoken in his word. If you want to hear his voice, open up the Bible and read your Bible. Um, Kevin Hart is a comedian. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Dude's hilarious. He was on a a talk show and he was telling the story. He said when he first got started, so before he had his big break, before, you know, 
anybody said, Kevin Hart, you know who he is? And, and people said, yeah, I know who Kevin Hart is. He was trying to make it. And his mom said, I believe in you. I'm going to support you for a full year. Financially, I've got your back. And go for it. Go hard. But after a year, if you if you aren't making enough money to be able to feed yourself, you're going to have to get a job and, you know, we're going to have to switch things up. But for that, a year, I've got you. That's actually a quick turnaround because when you're trying to make it, yeah, they say when you if you go to Nashville, you need to take at least five years mm. to try to get yourself established. <laughs> so mom was laying down a short time period. She there. was. So anyway, he Kevin was he was not making money and he didn't have rent. So he reached out to mom. She said, I've got your back. Right. So he's like, Mom, I need rent money. And she's like, read your Bible, Kevin. And he's like okay, mom, I'll read my Bible, but like, I need money. So I need you to send me money. I can't eat the pages of the Bible. Right, right, right. So month two comes around and now he's starting to get some serious pressure from the landlord, right? And he's like, mom, I I need a rent check. Like I'm over a month due now and I need money. And she said, Kevin, have you read your Bible? He says, mom, I haven't read my Bible. I don't have time to read my Bible right now. I'm trying to earn money. I'm going to lose. If you don't send me money, I'm not going to have a place to sit down and read my Bible. <laughs> like You just need to send me the rent money. She says, Kevin, read your Bible. Hung up the phone. He's like, this is making me crazy. He goes, month three, it's getting serious. I've got an eviction notice. Like this is going down. I'm literally going to be homeless. So he calls his mom and he's like, do you want your son to be homeless? Like, mom, I need you to, you said you were going to provide. I need you to send that check. She says, Kevin, read your Bible. <sighs> they get off the phone. He just doesn't have any other choice, right? See, he, he opens up his Bible and his mom had put all of the rent checks oh my. in his Bible. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that phenomenal? <laughs> no, I think if we knew that there were going to be, that there was a check on every other page, we were probably opening up the Word of God a whole lot more often. But let me tell you, what is in there is so much more valuable than any rent check that you will ever receive. And if you want to hear from God, you need to open up God's Word and hear from Him there. It'll be worth it. I promise you. And if if you're feeling like, I want to hear from God, but I'm not, there might be some things in the way. And maybe it's just that you're not listening. You need to quiet yourself, be still, and know that He's God and listen for Him. But maybe... It's that there's some sin in your life that you're okay with. You know God's not okay with it, but you're okay with it. And maybe that needs to come to a stop. You need to get honest with God about the sin in your life, confess it, ask for forgiveness, and receive his love and his forgiveness in your life. And then lastly, I would say, if you feel like you want to hear from God and you're not hearing from God, it could be that you're not doing the last thing he told you. That obedience is the obstacle or your disobedience is the obstacle. So think about the last thing that you feel God said to you and do that. Love that. So important. Here's, here's, a, here's a bigger picture. If God so loved the world that he gave his son, that we would have a relationship with him, he really, 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 really wants to speak to us. Yeah. It's not like we have to grovel Mm-mm. and crawl on our, you know, our arms and crawl on our I don't know, our ankles and our elbows. Crawling on your ankles, that sounds painful. <laughs> don't crawl on your ankles. But he loves us so much yeah. that he really does want to be in relationship and talk with us. Yeah, and he does. He does speak to you. He loves you and he wants to speak to you. John 10, 27. I love this. It's it's about his speaking. It's about how we respond. It's all the things. Check it out. John 10, 27. 
My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. They follow me. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. It's getting to be that time of year. If I need comfort after a stressful day, I put on my flannel PJs. <laughs> they make me feel comfy, safe, relaxed, secure. Love me some flannel PJs. Want some new ones for Christmas. Shauna, what do you do after a stressful day for comfort? As soon as I can, I wash my face. The hair goes in a top knot, and then I wash the face. The contacts come out. The glasses go on. And whether it's my pajamas or it's like anything with an elastic waistband, like my comfy pants. Yeah. Dude, that's, it's like, it's all those things mean you're home. You're mm-hmm. home and you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Love that. Ben? I will just go home and especially during the winter, I will take my jeans off. I'll put on a pair of uh, gym shorts for the most part and I will just plop on the couch and not have anything on, just scroll through my phone and just have dead silence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What are you looking for on your phone? I'm just scrolling through social media and just, uh, you know, getting away from the outside world and just mm. focusing here on what is here in the house. It's relaxing for you. It is. Yeah. So it's sort of that way for me when I think about the prophecies fulfilled by Jesus. They make me feel sure and safe and relaxed mm. and strong in what I believe. Isaiah 53 in the Bible predicts the death of Jesus. He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. By his wounds, you are healed. I am healed. But it gets better. Isaiah 53 predicts the resurrection as well. Isaiah says, He, the Messiah, the suffering servant, will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. The prediction of the resurrection. Why is the resurrection so important? Charles Morris says in his book, Missing Jesus, when God raised Jesus from the dead, he was striking the gavel saying, this is my precious son. Look at him. In him, I'm well pleased. In a court of law, that gavel pounds a message. The trial is over. The judge has ruled. The verdict is given. The resurrection of Jesus was just this kind of judicial act. Mm. By raising Jesus back to life, God shouted that Jesus had met every requirement of his law. He had loved God and every person he met with every fiber of his being. He had resisted every single temptation with complete resolve. Think about that. Never sinned, mm-hmm. never gave in to temptation, felt the pull of temptation, but never gave in. Yeah, always did what the Father wanted instead of his own personal desire. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't avoid the hard stuff, you know, or try, he shouldn't try to gain pleasure for himself or avoid pain in his life. He was fully submitted to what God wanted him, what the Father wanted him to do. Yeah. Perfect obedience, flawless. He had offered his Father a perfect obedience an obedience that included the greatest act of love, taking the judgment that you and I deserve. And that's why the Father raised him, because of his flawless, beautiful, perfect, obedient life. His thundering resurrection from death was the Father's resounding cry that Jesus Christ is righteous. And get this, that everyone who puts their faith in Jesus 
is immersed in his perfect righteousness as well. If you can think of anything better than that. Come on. I mean, that is amazing that we have the righteousness of Christ. And the resurrection says, Jesus is that righteous one. And anyone who falls on him and throws their life into him is right with God. Because Jesus lives in undiminished righteousness forever, and because your trust in him unites you with him and plunges you into him, you are right with God forever. Man, that's something to be joyful about on today, my friend. So go for it. Thanks for letting Barry and Shauna walk the real life journey with you. The content from the Perry and Shauna podcast comes from their live show, Barry and Shauna Mornings on 89.3 Moody Radio, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Reach out to us by texting 800-968-8930 and please subscribe.